The holidays are here. Okay, I know it. I'm going to tell you what I know. You've got the kids list started. You've got some thoughts on presents for your parents, your siblings, nieces, nephews, your spouse, the kids teacher, or probably even your book club white elephant. You're thinking about all of those things. And of course, the afterthought that never gets taken care of is you. Listen, Mama, I know that you can't help but put yourself last. And I know that mostly because I do the same thing. I don't have time to figure out what I want either. So I get it. I am guilty of putting everyone's holiday wishes above my own. But you deserve it. You deserve holiday good cheer. And that's where I come in. My 2021 IBD Mom Holiday Gift Guide is out. It is hot off the press and ready for you to peruse to easily create your wish list in no time flat. Now, each year, my annual guide, it is tailor-made with fun, creativity, and especially with your peace of mind and body, well, in mind. <laughs> it's all about the season's best goodies for gut-loving moms with Crohn's and colitis. I love this year's list so much. It's filled with gifts that pamper to gut healing kitchen goodness, to health and wellness must-haves, to immune system boosters that we all need more than ever right now, to those splurge items that we all dream about. This year's holiday gift guide, it is my most extensive to date. Are you ready to get your hands on it? Are you ready to get the 2021 holiday gift guide made with you in mind? It's waiting for you at karenhaley.com forward slash 2021. That's karenhaley.com forward slash 2021. That's the numbers there. And Karen is spelled K-A-R-Y-N. Haley is H-A-L-E-Y. You know that the holidays are busy enough. They are stressful enough. They're crazy enough. Don't pile on extra pressure and get that inevitable last minute response from you, which is, I don't even care. I just don't care. Get me whatever. <laughs> that sentiment is what makes your hubby get you that for the car wet vac. And yep, that ended up happening to me one year. Download my free holiday gift guide and make your holiday gifts memorable in 2021. Just go to karenhaley.com forward slash 2021 for the only holiday gift guide that is completely tailored for your every need. Happy holidays! You're listening to The Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD, a safe space where moms with Crohn's and colitis connect, explore powerful tools for healing, and transform our lives to thrive in motherhood and in life. I'm your host, Karen Haley, IBD health coach, integrative wellness enthusiast, and mom to three outstanding kids. After having Crohn's disease for 30 years and working as a health advocate exclusively with IBD clients for the last 10 years, I know it's time to bring the types of candid conversations I have with my clients out into the open. It's our time to go on an IBD healing journey and do it like only a mom can. Let's do this. 
Hey there, and welcome to the Cheeky Podcast, my friend. I'm your host, Karen Haley, and I can't wait for this conversation. It's part four of our Eating Beyond Your Four Walls series, and we're about to tackle the juiciest situation of all, and that's taking that much-needed vacation. Have you been with me through the whole series? I have to say that I'm honestly kind of sad that it's coming to a close. These are topics that I could really talk endlessly about, about how to find the best ways to eat away from home. I am just so passionate about us living our best life and living out in the world with Crohn's and colitis. It just makes me so sad every time I talk to someone who's living a sheltered, shut-in life because they're just afraid to go out. This series, it's been all about personal empowerment and strength and growth to find scrappy and innovative ways to just leave your four walls, to go out and enjoy that because you deserve it, mama. You deserve the world. Having IBD, it should not be the thing that stops you from living. Please do me a favor. Let me know what you thought about this series. Let me know as a rating or review of the podcast. Please keep the conversation going. Let's keep empowering each other to live outside our four walls. Okay, let's get to it. Part four, travel. Whether you're traveling by plane or car or train or maybe you're taking a cruise, you deserve to enjoy your vacation just as much as everyone else in your family. It's tough though because everything we do on a vacation, it tends to revolve around eating out, doesn't it? And that can spell disaster for us Crohn's and colitis gals. Unfamiliar food, food sensitivities, and stress about all of it can lead to a vacation that's awfully familiar to your life when a flare-up hits. Lots of time in the bathroom, in bed, and time away from family and relaxation, which is exactly what you plan that trip for in the first place. If you want to enjoy travel again and stay healthy the whole way through, I've got your back, girl. Let's go ahead and get started. Today, we're talking about four parts of vacationing and travel. And here's the rundown that we'll be going over today. We're going to talk about first my top seven guidelines for gut-happy, healthy, successful travel, no matter how you travel. So it doesn't matter what way you travel, just the general guidelines to have a successful trip, no matter what. And then after that, we'll talk about my three-step IBD travel success plan. Following that, we'll talk about some special considerations for plane travel because You're going to handle that kind of travel a little bit differently. So I want to get into that as well. And then lastly, there's a little section at the end called No Kitchen, No Problem. Okay, 
So that's the lineup for today. We have an action-packed episode. So get out a paper and a pen, open the notes app in your phone, get ready to take some super helpful notes that I know are going to help you when you plan your next trip or vacation. So with so much to do, let's just go ahead and dive in with the first part of our conversation. My seven guidelines for gut happy, healthy, successful travel, no matter how you travel. So these tips, they are going to fit for you, whether you're traveling by car or plane or train or any travel mode you choose. Let's start with number one. Before we get into the specifics, for number one, I want you to just get rid of your thoughts that all of this is going to work out perfect. It is going to be messy. It will take some trial and error. How you eat, it might not look like it looks at home, but it's all good. Go with it and just know that all you can ask of yourself is to do your best. I have been traveling on a special diet, a gut healing diet for over 13 years. So I've had a lot of practice. It wasn't always as easy as it is for me now. But by this point, I can say that I have successfully traveled by car, by plane, by train, and by boat on a cruise. And I've done it all multiple times, staying on my diet and staying healthy. So I know that you'll get there too. Guideline number two. If you want to enjoy all the activities and the fun that your trip has to offer without staying behind because you have a belly ache or you're stuck on the toilet or in bed or any of those things that can happen when we don't feel well, I want you to bring as much as, uh, as much of your own food as you possibly can. Now, if this is completely a new concept for you, if you've never brought your own food on a trip before, I know that you might be just taking a big step back right now. You might be just thinking, bring my own food on a relaxing vacation? Is she serious? I I, I really get it because if you've never done this before, that is a perfectly normal reaction. It sounds daunting. But I promise you, if you just give me an open mind for this conversation, I am going to walk you through exactly why and how this can work for you. Whether you bring one day's food, even just one meal, or the whole kit and caboodle, I'm going to walk you through it all. This will help you have the best trip that you possibly can if you bring as much of your own food as you can. And here's the why. The goal of your trip and the why behind all of this is that I want you to stay healthy, start to finish. And bringing your own food, the food that you know works for you to stay healthy, that is what is the key to helping you make this happen. Now, when I travel, let's say it's anywhere from four to seven days, I might go out for to eat for one or possibly two of those meals. That's it. But in some cases, depending on where we're staying, I might not go out at all. So with guideline number two, I'm just asking you to keep an open mind. Think about bringing as much food as you can. 
And that's all that I can ask. Okay, let's talk about guideline number three. Stay at a hotel with a kitchen. There's loads available. You just need to look. All you need to do is do a search and look. There's some really great websites that you can search for hotels all around the world. I really like a site called Kayak, kayak.com, K-A-Y-A-K.com. You can search for lots of things, but definitely hotel options on that site. Just add a kitchen to your search filter, and then you're going to see how many come up, and it's a lot. And kitchen, just so you know, it could mean a lot of things when you are searching. Sometimes it means that a hotel has a mini fridge and a microwave. They are allowed to call that a kitchen. And that's okay because you can work within those confines. But other hotels, they might have a full kitchen, which would include an oven, a stove, a full refrigerator, and a dishwasher. You can find some really great hotels as well that are local you know, ones that are local to that area with kitchen options. And that really will depend on where you go. You'll have to kind of look locally for that. But just to give you an idea of some national hotel chains with kitchens, they would be places like Extended Stay, a hotel chain called Homewood Suites. And there's another one and that has a kitchen called Home Two Suites. So it's different than Homewood Suites. The other one is Home Two Suites. And then also you might have heard of or stayed at a Marriott Residence Inn. They are another hotel chain. So that's just a few that have full kitchens in them. The best case scenario for you is going to be a hotel with a full kitchen that includes the pots, the pans, dishes, utensils, all of those things. But even if there's just a microwave, you can make it work. I have called hotels and I have asked when it, there's just a microwave or maybe nothing there. I have asked if they have a mini fridge that they could place in my room. And a lot of the time they will do this for you at no extra charge, especially if you tell them that it's for health reasons. And of course, you can use the microwave if there's a microwave there to heat up food. But I actually prefer to bring my toaster oven I am sure I know it. I don't even have to ask anybody. I know it's a violation. So let's just keep that between you and I. But I've done it more times than I can even count because I'm just not a fan of microwaving my food. But the toaster oven is great because you can heat things up easily and it's something that's pretty easy to bring on a road trip. If I'm traveling by plane, I always pack my Hot Logic Mini, my Hot Logic Mini. This is a little contraption that I mentioned in the last episode. So if you aren't familiar with what I'm talking about, go back, listen to episode 64 because I mentioned the Hot Logic Mini in there. It's another great way to heat up your food in a hotel when you don't have a microwave, a stove, an oven, things like that. Okay, another option, and this is this is really my favorite option. My favorite option is that my family and I, we have been traveling this way for almost 20 years, and that is the house rental option, like Verbo, Verbo or Airbnb. You can get houses, condos, apartments, all kinds of house type environments. It's where you book a house online directly from the owner or the property manager. 
It used to be rare that people would stay in houses and I would tell my friends we rented a house on this trip or that trip and they would all kind of think we were weird. It was really unusual 20 years ago. We started actually, we started traveling this way when we lived in Europe because it was a great way to travel around economically around Europe and it was really fun for our kids when they were little it's called self-catering there and so that's where we started doing it but now sites like Verbo have just absolutely exploded because of COVID and so I know that when I tell you Verbo and Airbnb I know you know what I'm talking about house rentals they are absolutely the perfect option for those of us with special dietary needs because of course they have a kitchen all right let's talk about guideline number four whether you stay at a hotel with a kitchen or a house that has a kitchen, the first thing that you'll want to do when you get there is wash all your dishes, your utensils, your pots and pans, the ones that you'll be using. If you've ever stayed at a place with a kitchen of any kind, you know why I'm saying this. You just cannot trust that these items have been washed well or really for that matter washed at all right? Leftover food particles, they can be left on any type of piece that's in the kitchen. And those food particles, if it's something you're sensitive to, they can cause you harm. So as soon as you get to the place before you even unpack, just get out the dishes that you're going to be using and throw them in a wash cycle in the dishwasher. It is a simple but important thing to do just to ensure that you start off right on a healthy foot. If there's no dishwasher, then just hand wash the things that you'll be using, right? You don't have to do everything, but just hand wash the dishes that you know you're going to use and then set them aside, right? It, it might not be necessary for your entire family, but for you, dear one, with the food sensitivities, it's definitely necessary. So now, I also want to mention that some things, no matter how much you wash them, they will typically just never get other people's food out. Case in point, the cutting board. And typically, whether I travel by car or by plane, I bring my own cutting board. It sounds crazy, right? But I have a silicone cutting board, so it rolls up really nice and tight. It's very small, and it fits in my suitcase or a grocery bag if I'm traveling by car. Sometimes, especially when we're road tripping, I'll also bring a medium-sized pot, just one, a medium-sized pot, and then I'll use it for everything that I heat up. And then I know no cross-contamination, no worries about that. I know it's clean, and I know because I brought it from home. Okay, moving on, let's talk about tip number five, your guideline number five, when we're talking about just general travel guidelines to keep your gut healthy. And guideline number five is know the best types of food, items to pack, or get when you arrive. And keep it simple. Know what's best for you and just keep it simple. This is a tip I know where I lose you. I lose you because this is the biggest stressor for moms with dietary needs. Because you want this. You want to travel. You want to from start to finish, feel healthy, but you just don't know how to tackle the eating part of this. 
So my biggest advice for you, if this is all new to you especially, is don't overcomplicate it. We're going to get into the specifics about each meal in just a minute. But just to tell you in general, when you're thinking about what to bring or buy when you get to where you're going, I want you to just think about some meals that you already eat on quick meal nights. We all know those quick meal nights as moms. You know, you know, the nights where Sarah has karate and Johnny has football. What are your go-to 30-minute meals? Also, I want you to keep in mind that you don't have to eat something different every day when you're out of town. Leftovers are awesome for lunch. Getting your trip healthy, it's about eating nutritiously and in whatever that means for you because it will be different for all of us with IBD. Eating simply so you don't get sidelined on the trip and just doing all of that with as little stress, doing it as simple as possible. Remember, simple is best. Now, guideline number six. Simple meals, it doesn't mean boring or frozen store-bought meals. It means simple, nutrish, and delish as well. One of my favorite meals to make and bring on a trip is my Italian-style spaghetti squash. Italian-style spaghetti squash. When I make this dish at home, I make my own spaghetti sauce. I make it from scratch and it takes all day. And that's definitely not something that I want you wasting your time on when you're on a trip. You want to be out having fun or relaxing. You don't want to spend all your time in the kitchen. So just to give you an example of how I make this work without the all-day recipe, I keep my spaghetti squash simple but fun and gut healthy in the way that I do that is I bring a can of high quality store-bought organic crushed tomatoes and then along with that I'll definitely bring um, about a pound of ground beef and then if I have the time at the grocery store I will add some onion garlic and maybe some mushrooms to the tomato sauce and now I have a wonderful Italian sauce when it starts cooking up I will add a little bit of my favorite Italian spices I just bring them all together I don't bring the individual spices no no I just put them in an individual Ziploc baggie and I bring that. And so those would be things like my thyme, oregano, basil, maybe a couple bay leaves. And then I just put it in the tomato meat mixture, leave it for 20 minutes, tops. And now I have the topper for my spaghetti squash. Now with the spaghetti squash, I might bring it already cooked. If we drove to our destination, it's probably already cooked and I have brought it with us. Or if we're traveling by plane, then I will just bake it there. You can even cook spaghetti squash in a microwave if that's all you have. So that is an option as well. And of course, if you're driving and you are an awesome planner, you can bring the whole thing already made, right? You can make the sauce at home. You can make the spaghetti squash at home. And then all you have to do when you are to your destination is just heat and serve. Done. I have to be honest and tell you that I am more of a procrastinator, so I tend to make it where I'm staying. But planners, I bet you loved hearing that. Let me just make it ahead of time, and then I'll just bring it with me. Done. 
All right, we have made it to our last general guideline here when we're talking about having a happy belly when you're traveling. And that is to just be okay with things you don't normally eat. Okay, I'm not talking about going off your diet, of course. No, no. What I'm saying is that, let me go ahead and just give you an example. I think that's what will help the most. So let's say that you eat grain-free like me. And you eat coconut flour or almond flour products. So normally, I tell my clients to keep the nut flour to one serving a day. But nut flour products, they're really easy to pack and bring with you. So when you're on vacation, it's okay if you have a little more nut flour than normal, right? You're still on your diet, but it's just not exactly the way you would eat at home. How about something like fruit? So normally, again, I wouldn't say eat a ton of fruit because especially when you have IBD, It's just too much sugar. Even that natural sugar, it's too much sugar for your gut if you're eating fruit with every meal. But fruit cups and dried fruit, they're really easy to pack. So on a trip, you might end up having more fruit than usual. Does that make sense? See what I mean by being okay eating things that you don't normally eat? Eating well on vacation, it's about simple and convenient. So keep it simple and convenient with foods that are easy to make and easy to travel with. As long as extra nut flour and extra fruit doesn't make you sick. There's that caveat there that's really important because that's the key here. That's the key theme that runs through all of these ideas. Do what doesn't make you sick so that you enjoy your trip. All right. Now that we've got the general guidelines, we talked about that, how we can use those to make any trip successful, let's go ahead and cover my three-step IBD travel success plan. Here's where we're going to get to the nitty-gritty, the specifics of all of this. Okay, let's start with step number one. Step number one, it's all about planning ahead. You just can't do this successfully. You absolutely cannot unless you have a plan. This involves a plan. This eating away from home successfully, it involves planning. IBD mamas who are successful, they have a plan. They don't fly by the seat of their pants. You can do this. You definitely can do this, dear one. But remember, if you don't plan, you plan to fail. That saying is so true. I want to give you one word of caution though. Don't plan too far in advance. Don't plan too far in advance. And I've seen this time and again where it backfires. It just will stress you out. So you want to allow some time but not too much time. And I'm going to tell you how much time you should allow. Okay, so I'm going to give it to you with two strategies because in the planning phase, there's two strategies. There's one for the planner mom and then there's the other for the procrastinator mom. Okay, so you're going to pick the plan that gives you the least amount of anxiety, stress, and overwhelm because that's the last thing you need before you head off on a trip. Now, I'm sure you already know, you probably already thought in your mind which type of mom you are. Are you the planning kind of mom? Do you 
meal plan every week? Does every container in your house contain a label? Are you the first one to show up everywhere you go? You are definitely the planner mom. Follow my longer planning guide. Are you the last person to show up everywhere you go? Has Christmas or whatever holiday you celebrate, has that not even entered your mind yet? Does your house look like a war zone? If that's you, then you know you're the procrastinator mom. And just so you know, you and I, mom procrastinator, you and I are in the same club. But whatever camp you're in, let's go ahead and talk about how to tackle this planning step, this step one. For planning moms, one week before your trip, remember I said we're not going to take forever with it, but one week is a good place. One week before your trip, you're going to make a master list of all the food you'll be eating during your trip. Break it down by breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, and desserts. And if you are a badass mom, you will include your family in this planning as well because, of course, they need to eat too. They won't need as much planned out as you, but they will need stuff too. So if you are staying where there's a kitchen, why not just bring food for everyone? Why not plan it all out and bring it for everyone? Now, don't let this list overwhelm you because really, it's just the same as like if you're making a grocery list, right? You're going shopping for the week, you make a list, it's the same kind of thing. Just in this particular list, keep in mind the tips we already talked about. So you're gonna wanna keep it really simple, keep it quick, keep the kids and your partner in mind when it comes to the food, especially hone in on foods that you could eat all together because those are the meals that are the best, the easiest for you and just also just have fun with it. So if you are the procrastinator mom, you're going to do this step too. You're going to do the same step, but you're just not going to do it as early. You're going to go to the notes app on your phone, procrastinator mom or planner mom. You're going to go to the notes app on your phone and you're going to write down breakfast. And then under that, what you're going to do is you're going to think about your dietary needs and also the needs of your family. And you're going to think to yourself, what can I rotate so everyone's not having the same thing every day? What foods do I need to stay away from? Right? You're going to just kind of, before you start putting anything down, just think about those things in your head. Maybe you stay away from gluten, dairy, grains, soy, right? So whatever it is you're trying to stay away from, just get those thoughts, gather those thoughts in your mind. And then you're going to start writing down your ideas. Now, I'm going to give you an example because I have this on my phone. I took a recent trip with my family and this is my actual list. So for breakfast... I wrote down gluten-free and grain-free bagels because that actually satisfies everyone in my house. Besides that, I also wrote down eggs, oatmeal packets, bananas, blueberries, and then also one small box of cereal for each kid for just one of the days because that's like a little treat for them. So I put that down as well. And then for me, I put down specific carbohydrate diet, legal pancakes and muffins because I can rotate them. So let's say Tuesday I'll have pancakes, Wednesday I'll have muffins, 
Thursday pancakes again see what I mean you can rotate them and I also just another pro tip I bring the exact amount that I'll need for the trip see that's what all this planning is for so that I don't get there and realize I don't have enough or I realize that wow I have way too much now I gotta lug this all back home with the family items it's really good to mix and match on different days as well. You're rotating, same kind of thing. So one day it might be for breakfast, eggs, bagel, blueberries. On another day it could be oatmeal and bananas. And since I have all of those options, I just let everybody kind of free for all. They pick what they want for breakfast. How about lunch? So now after you've done breakfast, now you're going to move on to lunch. And for me, lunch is the leftovers from dinner. And, and we'll get that to that in a second. We'll get to dinner in a second. But for my family, I'm going to put things on the list that are simple. Lunch has to be simple. So I might just go to the store and buy an already roasted chicken or a ham. If I had time, I would do that myself, but I can just get that at the grocery store. Even cans of our packets of tuna or chicken. I'll put those things on the list. And then I'll just add some bread and some fixings for salad. That way they can then rotate again between salad one day with the protein on top and a sandwich with protein in it another day. And I really like to add to my lunch list hummus and guacamole because everybody in the family loves that. And of course, some siete chips to go along with that. Siete foods, I don't know if you've heard of them, but awesome. They're the best chips. Their lime are delish. And then I might put some apples or some oranges, definitely some baby carrots on there. Very kid-friendly. And then done. That's, I just keep lunch really super simple. Something that could even be taken on the go if we are busy sightseeing. On my phone app, after I've done the breakfast and the lunch planning, now I move on to dinner. So I write the word dinner. And dinner is the meal that takes just a little bit more planning. So I go back to my general guidelines and I ask, what are those go-to 30-minute meals that I can eat? And how can I now make them even simpler? Remember my spaghetti squash with the canned tomatoes instead of the all-day sauce? Things like that. That's kind of what I think about when I'm coming up with my dinner list. When I look back at my phone on my latest trip, it was a four-day trip. And just so you know, a little pro tip, keep your lists because then you can go back to them. Like I'm going back to it to, to share it with you. So then you can use the same list over and over again, just tweak it a little bit. But so I'm looking at for dinner and on day one, we had that spaghetti squash with the meat sauce. On day two, it was my easy peasy, but super delish honey mustard chicken and that's just a few ingredients a little marinade that I put together I put the chicken in a bag so I can just you know let it sit there and marinate or a roasting pan then I can just pop it in the oven when we get there 30 minutes done on day three 
that was the treat day and so we got pizza and we brought it back to the place we were staying and then on oh and for me on day three I just had some of the roast chicken because I had that on hand and then by day four we have loads of from all those things I'm making we have loads of leftovers so I just heat everything up and then we just have a free-for-all everybody eats whatever they want in terms of leftovers it's the perfect meal for your last day so that you don't end up having to throw things away now i go through the same process for snacks and dessert as well and after i do that now i have a full list ready for the grocery store if you're the planner mom you're making your list about one week prior if you're the procrastinator mom This can be done one or two days before you're ready to leave town. You can still get it done, procrastinator mom. I know you can from experience. You just have to be hyper-focused. So if you're the procrastinator, you have to be able to put everything aside and just do that. Now, a few days before your trip for the planners and maybe the day before for procrastinators, you'll go to the store or if you're like me, you'll send your partner to the store and have them do all the shopping I sure my hubby he will get a couple items wrong when I send him but it frees me up to get the packing done while he goes in and does that and I just I definitely don't want him in charge of that so it just works out and it's it works out well for us a couple days before the trip for you planners you're gonna start making the food you've been to the grocery store you now have your things you're gonna start making food Make everything that you will eat on the trip and then be ready to just heat it up while you're away. That way you don't have to waste your relaxing trip in the kitchen. For procrastinator moms, you can also, if you choose to, you can make it ahead of time before you go. You can do that all just the day before. And the day of the trip, that is all about packing everything. For either the planner and the or the procrastinator, that day you go, you're just packing everything up. Make sure that you don't leave anything behind. I once forgot all of my nut flour goodies in the freezer, and I had painstakingly made them. Oh, and then of course I popped them in the freezer, and then I forgot all about them. And it's such a bummer to forget those things because it's not something you can easily buy at the corner store. Homemade items like that, they can only come from your house. So just do a double check before you leave. Do you have everything? So that's step one. It's the planning phase. Whether you do it over the course of a week or just a couple days, and you can do that. It's just condensed. It's possible. When you plan and you bring your own gut healthy food for the whole family, you enjoy the trip from start to finish. Let's talk about step number two. In step number two, we invest in just a couple things that will make traveling so much easier for you. The most important investment is and I cannot stress this enough, a travel cooler slash refrigerator. Have you seen these? Do you know what I'm talking about? It is the gut healing mom's best friend. Once you have used these, you are never going to travel without them. That is how important they are. If you haven't seen these before, 
Think of it like an insulated cooler, but instead of needing ice, it plugs into your car outlet or the cigarette lighter, and then it stays cool the whole time you're driving to your destination. I actually have two of these. I have one small one, and that's for personal trips, so it would hold enough for just me for a couple few days. And then I have another one that's a family size. This is a really a big one, a family size cooler refrigerator. If I pack really carefully, it will hold all of our perishables for about five days. That's for a whole family of five. Depending on the size of your cooler, you'll spend anywhere from $50 to $150. It's not the cheapest thing on the planet, but just think about all the savings that you'll get from it when you're not dining out. It's really a no-brainer. It will pay for itself within one trip. So super awesome. Okay, what else do you need? Reusable bags are great. You know those kind you get from the grocery store, the reusable bags? They're perfect for your pantry items, the pantry goods. So I definitely would get a little collection of those, at least a few. And then something else I love to bring because it's so versatile is aluminum foil. It's just one of those things you just always want to have on a trip. You can wrap up leftovers with it. You can line a gross pan that you have to put your food on. You know, sometimes those pans in the kitchens you're staying at, they're not the nicest. So you can do that. You can take things to go when you're going out and about. Aluminum foil is a must bring. And in terms of the items that you'll definitely want to invest to ensure success here, that's really about it. Your cooler refrigerator, pick the size that works for you, your reusable bags, and aluminum foil. All right, let's now talk about step number three. Let's bring it home with step number three. And really, I would have to say the most important of the three steps And that is to do a subtle but vital mindset shift. There's a message that's ingrained in us. I don't know if you know this, but most of us, we have heard this message and it's played in our minds since we were little kids. And that message that's playing over and over in your head when you think about taking a family family vacation, that message is this. When we travel, we eat out. When we travel, we eat out. Come on, right? Tell the truth. I know that's the message that so many of us have in our heads. But it's about just making this very subtle shift. Being successful with gut healthy travel, it means embracing a new thought in your head. So instead of believing travel equals eating out, How about shifting your thoughts just a little bit to something like, my health is really important to me. Instead of spending the trip in bed or needing to find a bathroom 20 times a day in not being able to go out and enjoy time on the trip, I'm going to do one thing for me. I'm going to do it for me, for my health, for the enjoyment of this vacation that I just, I want to remember positively for years to come. And see this, this subtle and small mindset shift, 
it doesn't mean when I'm saying, a, when I'm telling you what the mindset shift is, it doesn't mean that I'm saying it's easy. How do you do it? How do you actually make this mindset shift? Well, here's my best advice to you. My best advice is to start slow. You don't have to do this all at once, right? When you are planning a trip, just ask yourself, what one meal can I bring with me on my trip? Is it breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack, dessert? Whatever it is, just start small. Start with one category of food. And once you get that up and running, once it's working for you on your next trip, you can add another meal and so on. Remember that moving in this direction, it's about taking what you already eat and then breaking it down into even simpler meals that you can take with you. No gourmet, no five stars, just edible, fun, easy dishes for the whole family. And when you start this process and the mindset shifts slowly, now it's easier. Now you can make it work. It's worth it. Isn't it worth it? Not spending the trip in bed, not in pain while your whole family gets to go out and have fun without you. Just one small step that can help you when you're traveling. All right, so far, we have covered your seven general guidelines for traveling to have a happy, healthy belly. We just got more specific and we talked about the three most important steps to make your travel successful. Now let's talk about special considerations for plane travel because when it comes to eating and staying gut healthy when you're traveling by plane, there are definitely some special considerations that are important to think about. When it comes to plane travel, we need to address two areas. The first one is the best way to approach plane travel with your own food. And then the second that thing that we need to address is how to get food when you arrive. First, let's talk about being on the plane itself. Remember I mentioned that no matter how you travel, it's best to bring as much of your own food as possible. You can do this with some of your own food even when you travel by plane. Here's what you do. Dedicate a small carry-on, one that fits easily in your seat compartment or in the overhead bin, one that's going to be allowed as a carry-on, and you're going to stash your own personal foods in there. I like to, I usually put mine in the overhead bin because I will carry a backpack for my personal items and I put that underneath me. Could I put it in my checked luggage? Could I put this important boot in my checked luggage sure I could but I wouldn't and I would take it from my learning curve here I learned the hard way after getting my baggage lost twice with all the food that I spent hours making that it's really important that you have your food with you I seriously I would rather them lose my luggage and lose my clothes and my toiletries before I will go without food. It's about priorities, my dear. Okay, in that suitcase, you're going to pack perishable items that you can't get no matter where you travel. 
And also items that will get you through until you get to a grocery store on the other side when you get to your destination. So that might be things like canned tuna, canned chicken, canned sardines or salmon if you eat those. And remember to get ones with a pop top so you don't have to worry about a can opener. Any packaged food like dried fruit or dried vegetables, your homemade bread products, maybe things like sandwich bread, pancakes, muffins, or cookies. And I just cannot stress this enough. This is your carry-on, not in your checked baggage. It'll definitely arrive with you to your destination. And so also, if any delays occur, now you've got a bag that is just packed with food you can eat. All right, let's talk about actually eating on the plane, no matter how long that plane ride is. I want you to always, always bring a lunch container with you on the plane, preferably one with two compartments. I know you've probably seen the ones with the two compartments or more. You can use one of the containers, one of the compartments for cold items, and then the other compartment for your room temperature items that you'll eat later on, because it doesn't matter, right? Their room temperature. But Karen, how can I possibly keep things cold when I can't bring ice through security? I am so glad you asked that question. It's a fantastic one. Here's what you're gonna do. In your lunch sack, pack some cold items and keep them cold with a freezer bag that you just fill with ice, seal it up, and then everything is cold. Now, just before you go through security, dump the ice out. As soon as you get on the other side, go to the food court and ask one of the walk-up restaurants, ask for a large cup of ice. They will give that to you absolutely free. And then what you're going to do is you're going to pour that ice in your freezer bag, seal it up, and now your food is going to stay cold. I have brought many things this way. My SCD legal yogurt, I've brought that on planes. I've brought salads, veggies, sandwiches, anything that needs to be kept cold. And if you're traveling a long way and it melts, ask your flight attendant for ice. See, everywhere you go, you're going to be able to get ice so you can keep it cold. You can also get any utensils that you need in this very same way. So you can't bring your utensils through security, but you can get them at the food court as soon as you cross over. Now you have a way to eat all that yummy food you brought without looking like you're at a Renaissance festival, let's face it. You can also bring warm food through security. I've done that many times as well. If you don't have it, go get, or go to Amazon, right? Go get a couple of those warm thermoses, really good ones that hold heat for up to four hours. And what, you're, what you'll do is you'll heat your food at home, place them in the thermos. It could be a casserole, some meat and vegetables, whatever it is, and now you're good to go. Now you can take those right through security. And don't forget your reusable water bottle. There's actually a, an awesome foldable water bottle. Folds really tiny. It's in your 2021 IBD Mom Holiday Gift Guide. It's still available to download. If you haven't done that already, you can get it at karenhaley.com forward slash 2021. K-A-R-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y dot com forward slash 2021. 
You're going to love this super compact, foldable water bottle. It's perfect for when you travel. A couple other things that you will want to bring. You want to bring a couple or a few packets of tea. Yeah, like just tea, like hot tea packets, tea. You're going to bring those on the plane. And when you're asked what you want to drink, you are going to ask for a cup of hot water. And then you're going to use your own herbal tea bag. I love peppermint for the plane. I love it. It's perfect for air travel because lots of people get gassy on planes, right? Due to the cabin pressure, it's common to just feel bloated and gassy. The peppermint tea is the perfect remedy to settle your stomach and get that gas out. And trust me, nobody is going to hear you get your gas out on the plane because planes are a little bit noisy. Of course, they might smell it, but don't forget whoever smelt it dealt it. (laughs) All right, one last piece of advice for the actual plane ride. If you are planning to be on a plane, these are just some good times along with how much food to plan to bring so if you're on a plane between two and three hours plan on one meal just one meal in your lunch stack if you're going to be on the plane a little bit longer let's say three to five hours then you're going to want two meals one cold remember my ice pack trick and then one that can sit at room temperature for a while For a super long trip, like let's say you are heading to Hawaii or you're going overseas, here's where you're going to bring your two meals plus one more. Canned foods work really great for super long flights because they don't go bad. And remember, you already have those canned foods in your suitcase along with your nut flour or your grain-free bread. Add some baby carrots and they can of course be cooked or raw, whatever works for your body wherever you're at with your IBD right now. And you could also add some dried or canned fruit and you are all set. I have successfully traveled to the Caribbean, to Hawaii, to Europe using this very super long trip method and it works perfect. All right, so you you have made it through packing your food at home and eating on the plane and now you've arrived at your destination you have access to a hotel or a vrbo or airbnb with a kitchen but you have no food now right so how do you get the food that you know will be healing for your gut and also at the same time allow you to enjoy your trip well You already have that suitcase filled with food, so that's a start. Now, just like you would for a road trip, you're going to have that list, the breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, dessert list. You're going to have that ready. You know what you're eating for every meal on your trip. At least, I would say at least for the first week, if you're a lucky girl and your trip is longer, You'll want to do some weekly planning, but most people go away for a week or less, so that should be all planned out ahead of time. So with your grocery list in hand, with something super simple, remember super simple, especially for day one, because nobody wants to prepare a four-course meal after you've traveled by plane. So keep in mind day one, super simple. You're going to head to the grocery store as soon as you arrive. 
a store that's that you have found that's close to where you're staying. And of course, you're Miss Planner, so you've looked this up ahead of time. You found a grocery store, you looked at your options ahead of time. Or if you're like me, you did it on the plane, which is fine too, as long as you have it before you get there. If you're renting a car at your destination, then this is really super simple. You just go straight to the store of your choice. Now, if you don't have a rental car, that's not a problem thanks to the invention of Instacart and other grocery store chains that have delivery services. Awesome, right? Place your order online and you can actually, you can even place it ahead of time. Pick the date, the time that you want it. And then voila, your groceries are delivered and waiting for you when you arrive or shortly after. I have done both of these before, either gone to the grocery store or got it delivered. I've done this on multiple occasions and it always works out phenomenally. You may need to plan to be, I would say just a little bit flexible is probably the best word for situations like this when you're going to a grocery store because it's really unlikely that where you're traveling they have the same grocery store as you do but most grocery stores they still have similar items so as long as you're not too picky you really can make do with any grocery store that you can find remember it, it's it's not about gourmet and you might even have to make some sacrifices in the organic arena but you can definitely get your minimum needs met to stay healthy at the same time as enjoying the trip and when it comes to condiment buying definitely want to mention this when you're at the grocery store and you're buying those little things that go with the food you're making, make sure that you buy the smallest version possible, like travel size if you possibly can, so that you don't waste too much when you're on your vacation. All right, when it's time now to head home, you're feeling great physically, you're feeling great mentally because you did what you needed to do to keep your gut healthy. Now, with the items that are in your refrigerator, if you have anything left over, then just kind of suss out what should you leave behind and what could you put in that carry-on suitcase. Remember, you had your food in it before, but now that you've eaten that food, all of it or most of it is going to be gone. So the suitcase will be pretty empty. Grab what you can, those non-perishable things and things that can go on a plane and load up your suitcase with those things to bring home. And if you have room and you can safely pack any other of the food items that can't go in your carry-on, you can put those in other suitcases. In my family, when it comes to this point of the trip and we're leaving, we'll usually divvy things up between everyone's suitcases. And lastly, when the trip's over and you're heading back on the plane, don't forget that lunch sack again. You got to pack that again because now you're going to need to eat on the plane on the way back. So just do the same thing that you did on the way there. Okay, those are your special tips for plane travel. I hope that you find them helpful for you. Before we wrap up for today, we've got one last situation that's worth mentioning. Sometimes... Despite your best efforts, sometimes when we travel, there is just no kitchen available. 
It's just not going to happen. So what do you do then? Do you just skip the trip altogether? No, 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 definitely not. When you are traveling and there's no kitchen in sight, nothing that could be found, I highly recommend you drive. Plain travel and no kitchen, it's really the toughest scenario. You can do it. You can do it by keeping in mind a lot of the tips that I talked about today. It can be done with some effort, but it is a little bit more challenging and a lot more time consuming, I'll say. But let's just say that you're traveling by car and you have no kitchen. I highly recommend, I highly encourage you to bring a cooler when possible, even if you have to keep stocking it with ice. If you're road tripping, there's gas stations all along the way. So you can always stop and restock the ice there. Another great thing to bring is your portable cooler refrigerator. The one I mentioned earlier that plugs into your car, stays cool. It is perfect for this scenario too because they don't just work in your car. Many of them have outlets. They plug into outlets as well. So if I'm going somewhere with no kitchen, I what I basically end up doing is just bringing my refrigerator with me. I bring it right into the hotel room I plug it in and now all my food stays cold, right? All I have to do is go in my mini fridge to get it. For heating up, I've got either my toaster oven or my Hot Logic Mini. So it's really not a problem if there's no kitchen. It's easier if there is, but it's okay if there isn't. We, my family traveled to New York City. We've done it several times and it's hard to find a kitchen in those small hotels. And I just, I just bring it up. I just bring that refrigerator up. I have my heating device, no problem. When it comes to situations like this, you'll want to bring lots of nut flour or gluten-free goodies with you because they can, typically they can stay out for a couple of weeks at a time. They don't need to be always refrigerated. When it comes to your grain-free products, though, just be really careful with things like your sandwich bread, your muffins, your cookies, because when they're not cold or frozen, they can, as you probably, if you've worked with them before, you can see they become crumbly. So pack them in a hard-sided suitcase or bag and then just handle them like you'd handle a sleeping baby with lots and lots of tender, loving care. Other things you want to keep in mind that you can bring with you if you have no refrigerator in your in the place you're staying would be canned chicken. Again, we go back to those because they last. The canned chicken, the canned salmon, the canned sardines, the canned tuna, canned fruit, dried vegetables, packs of nut butter, dried fruit. I think I may have mentioned that already. Uh, beef jerky, things like that. All of those things that are... They keep for a while and they travel really well by car So, and they don't need refrigeration. So that's really helpful. The most important thing to keep in mind when you're traveling and you have no access to a kitchen is that it's okay to eat the same thing each day. Like chicken salad for lunch each day or hard-boiled eggs and some coconut flour pancakes for breakfast every morning. In cases like this, Focus on keeping yourself healthy so that you can enjoy your trip. As soon as you get back, you can make those gourmet meals again. You can have variety in your diet again. You can get back to life as you know it. But 
during your trip, you just want to feel well. So do what you need to do to feel well, even if that means that for lunch, for those few days, you're eating the same thing because it's easier. All right, I got to give a woohoo. Yes, we made it. Four-part series, Eating Beyond Your Four Walls, complete. What did you think about this series? I'm really curious to know. What will you take with you next time you eat away from home? And in any of the series, part one, two, three, or four, I definitely want to know. Get in touch with me and let me know. You can get in touch on Facebook. I am at the IBD Health Coach, at the IBD Health Coach. Or you can email me, hello, at KarenHaley.com. And it's K-A-R-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y because my mom had to spell my name a little different. Hello at KarenHaley.com. So I'm also here with regard to this four-part series. If there's anything that would be helpful for you, maybe I just went over something too fast or I wasn't clear. Let me know. I'm happy to clarify anything or just answer your questions. I can't wait to connect with you. Don't forget, you can still grab your 2021 IBD Mom Holiday Gift Guide. If you don't have it already, what are you waiting for? Go get it. There's 44 great holiday gift ideas and they're tailor-made with the IBD Mom in mind. Grab it at KarenHaley.com forward slash 2021. I hope your holidays have gotten off to a good start. I hope that life isn't too crazy for you this time of year. I know that on my end, I am spending lots of time taking deep breaths and just taking small pockets of time for me as much as I can. I hope you're doing the same. Until we meet again, I am wishing you a cheeky and healthy gut healing journey. Chat soon.